If you're wanting the ultimate escape, to run wild in nature and be one with the jungle and all the endemic species that inhabit an island full of hidden gems, then join us as we dive into the awe-inspiring destination of Christmas Island, a true natural wonder. Hey, I'm Steph and I'm obsessed with all things travel, marketing, branding and helping you stand out from the crowd. In just under two years, I went from being a home-based travel agent with zero clue how to make it work in the digital world to launching an international ranking travel podcast and creating an online course to help travel agents in lead generation. Here's one thing I know for sure, there has never in the history of the world been a better time to create the travel business you've always wanted. All you need is an actionable strategy and someone to show you the way. Picture this, we're going to spend the next hour of our time together at the Swim Up Pool Bar, where over a cocktail, we deep dive into travel-related topics, mixed with a little classroom training. This show is dedicated to encouraging you to step outside of your comfort zone and into your travel business. I'll show you how I did it and how you can too. Hit subscribe now and let's get into it. If you're a travel agent wanting to onboard your perfect fit clients into your biz, download my free cheat sheet for lead generation systems you can use right now. Head to stephaniemyers.academy forward slash cheat sheet. You're listening to Unplug in Paradise, the podcast. Hello and welcome back to Unplug in Paradise. My name is Stephanie Myers and I'm your travel agent and host. I feel like I have been on such a journey lately with the podcast. The content that is being produced has been so well received by you all. Thank you so very much for plugging in every week and sharing the episodes with your people. I am absolutely loving receiving all of your reviews and feedback every week. So if you've listened recently and want to send over your love, feel free to get in touch over on Instagram as that's where I've been hanging out most of the time. The details on how to get in touch with me are over on the show notes. Another reason why I've been obsessing with Unplug in Paradise lately too is the incredible special guests that I've been having on the show. For those of you who aren't quite sure how podcasting works, it's a lot like, you know, talking to yourself (laughs) and sometimes over and over again to get that perfect pitch, tone and get all of what you want to say all out and making sure it's all in the right order. So when I say that our special guests on the show blow my mind is just an understatement. It is so cool to see how passionate they all are and today's speaker is no different. Linda and I connected late last year over email as she lives really close by to me here on the Tweed Coast in New South Wales, Australia, and I'm so glad she reached out. She is amazing. We've had the best chats and I find her stories so captivating. I could listen to her all day. I'm so excited and can't wait for you to meet her. So what are we waiting for? Let's dive in. (sighs) 
Before we begin, as we are both on country today, would you please join me while we recognise the generations of the local Aboriginal people of the Bundjalung Nation who have lived in and derived their physical, spiritual needs from the forests, rivers, lakes and streams of this beautiful valley over thousands of years as the traditional owners and custodians of these lands. In today's episode, we are diving into the awe-inspiring destination of Christmas Island, otherwise known as the Galapagos of the Indian Ocean. And joining me today is Linda Cash, our East Coast representative for Indian Ocean Experiences and Christmas Island Tourism Association. Welcome to the podcast, Linda. Well, thank you, Steph. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled to have you on the show today. And I feel that this idyllic slice of heaven is a thousand percent aligning and incredibly on point for Unplug in Paradise. So I couldn't imagine a more perfect destination to chat about in today's episode. I'm so excited. (laughs) It is a pretty amazing place that not too many people know much about. So I'll be delighted to share all of its hidden secrets with you. Excellent. So Linda, I absolutely love your story and background in travel. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, Well, yes. I mean, the reason I'm associated with Christmas Island is because I actually used to live there. Um, So I lived there for 10 years. Um, I'm also a a diving instructor and that's part of the amazing almost 15 years. And then moved back to the Australian mainland, to the beautiful Tweed Valley, and now representing Indian Ocean Experiences, which is one of the agents on Christmas Island for their incredible product for Christmas and Cocos Keeling Island. So yeah, I've been very lucky to be associated with the travel industry. Um, I'm also an auditor for Ecotourism Australia. So my passion is definitely slow and sustainable travel. Um, Anything to do with eco-travel, nature-based experiences, that is my absolute passion. Oh, I love that that's your jam. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely my jam. (laughs) If you could describe Christmas Island in a few words, what would they be? I have to tell you, the best explanation I ever heard was from a photographer that we had on the island visiting when I was there. Um, He was an American photographer. His name's Colby Brown. He's quite famous. And he described it as, imagine the Galapagos and Hawaii had a baby. It would be Christmas Island. And I just thought that was the most perfect explanation (laughs) of of Christmas Island. (laughs) And you can so imagine it, can't you? (laughs) Oh, you can because, I mean, the thing about the Galapagos is there's so many unique and endemic species there, which is what Christmas Island has in abundance. And then with Hawaii, you've got the volcanoes and the ruggedness and, you know, the mountainous area, which is exactly Christmas Island, but on like a mini scale. So, yeah, it was a perfect explanation as to imagine what the geography of Christmas Island is actually like. Absolutely. I can't think of a better description, really. (laughs) That's what I thought too. (laughs) And aside from you spending so much time on Christmas Island, is there a bigger reason why you fell in love with it as a destination? It's just got so much to offer. Oh, gee, that's, I mean, I'm a real outdoors girl so I love nature in any way shape or form and the thing about Christmas Island is that you are totally immersed in nature in everything you do Um, wherever you go whatever you do you are you know you're on an island you're surrounded by 60 million red crabs which call the island home Mm -hmm. you've got the most incredible ocean tropical marine environment being a scuba diver there is really nowhere better on earth that I've yet to find wow 
and and just you know literally being able to finish work at four o'clock on a Friday afternoon and be in my scuba gear and in the water you know by quarter past four finishing the dive at six o'clock coming up to duty-free champagne I should mention that the alcohol on Christmas Island is duty-free <laughs> um yeah coming up at you know six six p.m duty-free champagne and finishing off with a barbecue in the cove I mean there's just no better way to wash away a work week yeah um I've been working for many many years and I still think uh, that was that was you know some of the best things about Christmas Island was everything was so close it's like a microcosm of society like everything is so close so um in your face you are so immersed in nature at every point wow okay so whereabouts is christmas island located i think it confuses quite a lot of people because they think it's quite close to the coast though don't they well it's certainly close to the coast but not the australian coast Mm. (laughs) And I think that's what you're quite right. People do think it's like just off the WA coast. Um, it is actually 2,600 kilometres northwest of Perth. So it's quite a long way from the West Australian coast. Um, it is closer to Indonesia. It is only 300 kilometres from the coast of Java. So it's right up in that tropical region in the tropical Indian Ocean. Um, but, yeah, obviously closer to Indonesia than Australia. Having said that, it is an Australian island and you do fly there from Perth. So... There is, um, you, you get there twice a week on Virgin Australia. Virgin fly directly out of Perth. It also services the Cocos Keeling Islands, that Virgin Australia flight. So a great way to see Christmas Island is in conjunction with the Cocos Keeling Islands. And that's something we can talk about a little bit later. But that's how you get there and where it's actually located. Literally a rock sitting in the middle of the Indian Ocean. Unreal. And do you need to get passports to fly to Christmas Island? Uh, No, you don't. Because it's an Australian territory, when I say a territory, it means that it's not actually part of a state. So it's administered in the same way as like Norfolk Island or the Australian Antarctic Territory. We don't have a level of state government on Christmas Island. So it's um, it's a territory and it... um, So it is part of Australia, so you don't need a passport. Having said that, when you fly there, you do fly out of the international airport in Perth, but that's mainly for customs and quarantine purposes because 63% of Christmas Island is National Park Mm -hmm. and they're very strict about what actually does go on and off the island as far as customs and quarantine. So whilst you do leave from the international airport, you can travel on any Australian photo identification, so your your driver's licence, for example. That's absolutely fine. Unreal. Now, Christmas Island has quite a few amazing once-in-a-lifetime experiences to be had on the island. Can you <laughs> elaborate on those? One of them being my, my favourite and one that I is definitely on my bucket list is the red crab migration. Oh, absolutely. Like, and there's just no other way. There's, I mean, there's nowhere else in the world you can experience this. Christmas Island is home to around about 60 million red crabs. Now, I should actually tell you the size of the island to give you to put this into some sort of perspective. Christmas Island is 21 kilometres long mm-hmm. um, and seven kilometres across the middle. So there's, it's 135 square kilometres, and if you were to travel right around the island, it's about 70 kilometres of coastline. So you can see we're not talking a very big island here. It actually takes you about 40 minutes to get from one end to the other in a car. Mm-hmm. So imagine in an island that size, you've got 60 million red crabs, 
you've got 80,000 seabirds that actually call this island home and you've only got around about 1,200 humans. <laughs> so when I say immersed in nature, you can see what I mean. Um, yeah, and the red crab migration, oh, my goodness, it is like your own little David Attenborough documentary when you experience the red crab migration. Should I tell you a little bit about sure, it? Sure, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, it happens only once a year, so it's um, it is a it has been um, recognised by National Geographic as one of the world's great migrations. So once a year at the beginning of the wet season, it's actually the rain that prompts the red crab migration. What happens is the female crabs actually move out of their burrows and move down to the ocean terraces. Mm-hmm. The male crabs move down to the ocean terraces. They mate. The female crabs, they then develop their eggs. Each female can carry around about 100,000 eggs. Just think about that. So we've got each female carrying 100,000 eggs. And then one night or two nights, depending on the moon and the tides, the females actually release their eggs into the ocean. And that's what they call the spawning event. And it really is like your own version of Animal Planet. As I say, you're you're sitting on a beach at four o'clock in the morning, surrounded by millions and millions of red crabs doing this super funky dance. And (laughs) you've got to jump on YouTube and have a look because the way the females release their eggs, they walk into the water, they do this little funky dance, put their crawls in the air, release their 100,000 eggs into the ocean Um, then wander back to the terraces, have a little bit of a rest, and then over the next couple of days, all the crabs move back to the jungle. So we're not talking ocean crabs when we're talking about this migration. We're talking um, land crabs. So these 60 million crabs live in the jungle of Christmas Island, and then once a year they do a mass migration down to the ocean to breed and to spawn, and then they move back into their crab burrows in the jungle. Wow. So to get a little bit of a scale on how big these crabs are, is there a – demonstrate like a is it the size of a football or is it the size of a cricket ball like how big are these crabs exactly um probably about halfway between um a cricket ball and a football okay. so um probably if you were to put your two hands together okay. that would be about the size um you know side by side that would be the size of a red crab now but that's only one species of crab on christmas okay. island we also have the largest crab land crab in the world that lives on Christmas Island and that's called a coconut crab Mm -hmm. Um, and it's the largest arthropod anywhere on the planet and they grow to the size of well I thought Volkswagens when I first saw them (laughs) I've got to tell you (laughs) but the reality is they're um they can be about a meter across um Oh, um, leg to leg. They are just extraordinary. And they, they're called coconut crabs because they actually climb up trees, take coconuts down and eat coconuts because that's their favourite food. Oh, my God. So, and Christmas Island has the largest remaining population anywhere in the world of coconut crabs. So, it, yeah, it's not just the red crabs, it's coconut crabs. It's actually been called the crabbiest place in the world. <laughs> good reason but uh, and then we have um, the beautiful blue crabs in the freshwater forest area of freshwater jungle area of the island and the blue crabs are this most 
gorgeous sky blue color and they only live in the freshwater ponds so when you go into what we call the dales area which is a freshwater area in the national park you'll see lots and lots of blue crabs in there as well so you've got red crabs blue crabs robber crabs um we've also got nipper crabs which are a beautiful purple color so you, you can see like you, when i say immersed in nature you've got all these gorgeous crabs the colors of the rainbow all throughout the beautiful green jungle and then and we haven't even touched on the the forest birds etc that you'll come across so hopefully you're painting i'm painting a good picture of what you'll actually definitely. see when you um when you visit the jungles of christmas definitely Island. i've just but, uh jumped on google to you know um give my curiosity a little bit of brain food I looked up coconut crab and there's one question and it's it's actually disturbing why it's the top of the list people also ask can a coconut crab kill a human (laughs) (laughs) well I've never known of that and I would have to say absolutely not um I certainly I mean they would certainly give you a good nip if you if they actually grabbed um, any part of your body. But, you know, like any nature, we shouldn't be interfering with no. nature in any way, shape or form. So I can't see any reason that a <laughs> coconut crab would, <laughs> would be able to, to kill a human. Um, they certainly do grow to um, an impressive size and... Uh, yeah, but no, I can't imagine them actually being able to. I think that's a bit of I an know, urban legend. I know, it does look like a myth. <laughs> <laughs> so there's other, there's other wildlife on the island too. There's heaps of bird life, isn't there? Perfect for the bird watchers. Correct, yeah. So there's 80,000 seabirds called Christmas Island home. And I've got to say, when you land on Christmas Island for the first time, it's a bit like landing at Jurassic Park because you've been flying across the ocean for three hours, absolutely nothing there. And then you come across literally this this ancient volcano sitting above 300 metres above sea level, completely covered in jungle, and birds are everywhere. And the most prevalent species that you'll see initially are the, the frigate birds and this is where the the um, similarity with the Galapagos comes mm. in there are three different frigate bird species that live on Christmas Island there's the endemic Christmas Island frigate bird there's the greater frigate bird and the, there's the lesser frigate mm-hmm. bird now these are massive birds these are called the pirates of the ocean for a very good mm. reason and imagine thousands and thousands of them you know in the air as you're coming into land on Christmas Island it is extraordinary having said that it is quite safe to land like don't think that there's any issues um, with landing but that's what I mean about Jurassic Park because from the moment you come in on the aircraft the skies are just filled with birds there are lots of endemic species Mm -hmm. on the island which means obviously the only place in the world that you will see these species is on Christmas Mm -hmm. Island and the most um, the most beautiful is the golden bosun bird, which is actually it's a white-tailed tropic bird, but for some reason on Christmas Island it it's a golden colour, it's a golden morph, <laughs> and they are also they've got the beautiful long tail. It's probably the most stunning bird I've ever seen. Wow! And there are a resident population of those guys live on Christmas Island as well. And then you've so you've got the seabirds like the frigate birds, the bosun birds. Um, you've got the Abbott's booby, which is an endemic, most critically endangered wow. bird. Uh, and then you've also got the forest birds. So you've got the beautiful emerald doves and the melodic sounds of the Christmas Island thrush. And again, these are all endemic. The only place in the world you see them is in the jungles of Christmas oh my Island. My gosh, wow. It's definitely a very special place. 
Oh, for nature lovers, it is, yeah, it is incredible. There's yeah. lots of tours and things like that you can do on the islands to really immerse yourself in nature. Can you shine a little bit of a light on those as what's, what's available? Oh, absolutely. Um, if we just talk about the, the birds and the crabs because we've oh, spoken sure. about them now, there is an opportunity in, um, in September every year. There's a fantastic citizen science program called Bird and Nature Week. And the reason that that is such a fantastic program is that it's a fully guided week and you have five scientists that are actually working with you. you you're banding the birds. You're um, working with the goshawk, the Christmas Island goshawk. You're working with crab specialists on the rubber crabs and the um, Christmas Island red crab. So it's a fully guided citizen science week that, that really gives you the opportunity to get up close and personal with the Christmas Island nature. And that only happens once a year, and that's in September. And this year it's the, uh, I think it's the first week of mm -hmm. September that it's actually happening. So if you're interested in that one, you can um, chat mm -hmm. to you, Steph, or jump on the Indian Ocean Experiences sure. website and look up Bird and Nature Week. And that's, um, yeah, that's a fantastic program. Sounds incredible. So is that, is that something, so it's, it's guided, is it? Yes, it is. So it's, that's one of the fully guided programs that we have on the island. And it's also a fully inclusive product. So it includes all of your meals. Basically, you fly to the island and we organise everything else for wow. you. <laughs> all of your meals, all of your guiding, you get to experience the birds, the crabs, you get to experience incredible snorkelling on Christmas Island. One of the things that it includes, for example, is a, um, a dinner prepared by the school children at Christmas Island District High School in the hospitality group. Um, so you're actually getting to interact with the community as well in that one. So it's a perfect example of an ecotourism product and a great citizen science product. Wow. Yeah, it sounds incredible. One... Yeah, that definitely is. Yep. Yeah. No, that definitely is, Steph. But as far as other tours on the island, we haven't even mentioned the marine life yet. And that, as I said, that's part of the reason that I stayed on Christmas Island for yeah. so long was because the incredible marine life, the diving and the snorkeling. I don't know if, if you remember the show on years ago called The Great Outdoors. I yeah. think it's still on. But there used to be a presenter on there, Sora Wilby. Mm -hmm. She's, uh, she was quite, um, yeah, quite famous. She came out to the island and actually filmed some episodes for Australian Geographic on Christmas Island. And Flying Fish Cove, which is the main sort of town, I'll say beach area, it's a, it's a cove and you can literally just walk out off the beach into the most incredible marine environment. She said within 10 minutes of snorkelling in Flying Fish Cove was like a day on the Great Barrier Reef. So there is so much marine life. You're literally within metres of the, of the shoreline in beautiful coral gardens. And because it's a cove, it's really sheltered waters. And the other thing about the waters, which I love, is that the average water temperature is about 28 degrees. <laughs> so it's like, it's like swimming and snorkelling in a warm bath. And not only that, when people think of tropical waters, they think of crocodiles, they think of irukandji, they think of box jellyfish. Well, you'll get none of that on Christmas Island because all of those critters, um, and there are things that can kill you, um, all of those critters require inshore waters. Well, Christmas Island is an island in the middle of the Indian Ocean. There is no inshore waters. Everything is deep ocean. So there's no box jellyfish, there's no irukandji, and there's certainly no crocodiles. So you, it's safe to swim all year round. You don't need stinger suits. 
or anything like that. So that's another huge benefit of Christmas Island. Definitely. I definitely like the sounds of not, you know, <laughs> not wearing, not having to worry about the water being too cold. You know, there's no excuses really, is there? <laughs> no, none at all. No. And, um, you know, there is a, there's a fantastic swimming group that goes out three times a week down into Flying Fish Cove at six, at six in the morning. And it's the best way to start the day, you know, and tourists are most welcome to join. You literally just pop down there at six o'clock. It's not guided or anything. You just pop down there with your mask and snorkel, go for a beautiful swim for a couple of hundred metres out to the point um, and then turn around and come back. And if you haven't encountered turtles or eagle rays or some of the most incredible tropical fish in that half an hour, 45 minutes that you're out there, um, you've had your eyes closed. Wow. <laughs> yep, it's just incredible. Unreal. And uh, there's a photography tours that you can do on the island as well. There are, yes. So for photography tours, we've got a couple of operators actually that visit the island every year, but also some on the island. For example, um, Kirsty Faulkner, who's a local now and has been for about 15 years, the most gorgeous girl, and she runs photography tours, nature photography tours on the island. And I think that gives you an indication as to how special it is with nature in that you can actually um, you know, people actually run tours to Christmas Island purely for nature photography. There's also Chris Bray photography. Chris and his partner, Jess, not started photography tours on Christmas Island and then actually set up an eco lodge on Christmas Island, which is Swell Lodge. Um, wow, I could talk to you about that for another <laughs> 10 minutes as well. <laughs> Um, But the photography tours on the island are incredible and you can either join them off the island, like you could join a Chris Bray photography tour um, that actually includes everything, including flights, et cetera, to Christmas Island. Or once you're on the island, you can join somebody like Kirsty and do a photography tour once you're on the island. Oh, that would be amazing. Even if you're a travel agent out there wanting to get you know, or build your content for social media and marketing purposes. What an awesome way to go and do it, especially, you know, with a professional photographer and on location. Incredible. Ah, exactly. And Kirsty knows all those Instagrammable places and she knows the best sunrise spots and the best sunset spots. She definitely knows all the places to go and how to, you know, capture the wildlife, where to go to capture the wildlife. That's the great thing about doing it with the local. I love that. And the other two, like when I was talking about the marine environment, with the diving and snorkeling as well, there are fantastic operators on the island that you don't have to do anything on your own. You've got Christmas Island Wet and Dry Adventures, which operates snorkeling and diving tours, and also they do wonderful sunset tours. So you can go out on the boat and actually be out in the water for a sunset Mm -hmm. tour. You've You've got Christmas Island divers do exactly the same. They operate snorkeling and diving tours. And something new in the last 12 months that started on Christmas Island is free diving. Oh, wow. Because the waters on Christmas Island are so clear, the the average visibility is 30 to 40 metres every single day. Yep, seriously. You can, I must, the very first time I went snorkeling on Christmas Island and we went out into Flying Fish Cove, you know that scene in Nemo where they get to the end and they go, oh my goodness, the drop off, you know. (laughs) There is a drop off on Christmas Island and it's almost like you get vertigo when you go out there because you can literally see for 30, 40 metres just straight down. That's incredible. That's incredible. The freediving on Christmas Island, the guy that operates it, um, he's actually an Australian national freediving champion. So not only do you get a world-class freediving experience, you actually get to do the course with an Australian champion. (laughs) 
doesn't get no, much better, does it? it? Definitely doesn't. You mentioned accommodation earlier, Linda. Did you want to touch on a few of the properties there on Christmas Island? Sure. You remember I did I did say say Steph that um, there's only 1,200 people yes. on Christmas Island. <laughs> so that means the um, everything on Christmas Island is small, is a microcosm of society. It also means that you're not going to find any of the big chain hotels. The largest property on Christmas Island only has okay. 16 rooms. So <laughs> everything is small boutique, generally family run, um, owner operator. So yeah, everything is small and local. Yes. That doesn't mean that we don't actually have some amazing properties on the island. For example, if, you, if you're wanting something right on the ocean front, we have something like the Sunset, which has the most magnificent ocean view rooms looking straight out over the Indian Ocean. And it's called the Sunset for a reason because obviously you get the most magnificent sunset straight out the front. Yep, straight out the front of the property. That's a very good uh, three to four star property that um, you know that is available right in the settlement area you've also got some really unique properties such as swell lodge uh, swell lodge is an eco resort but it's not located in the town area it's located out in the mm-hmm. national park it is magnificent. You really do have to jump on and have a look at the photos of Swell Lodge. It's sitting literally on the coastline in the National Park. It's a fully inclusive eco-lodge in that you have your own gourmet chef that prepares all your meals for you. All of your tours are included and you are one of only four guests at the lodge. Wow. So it is the most bespoke beautiful eco experience that you will ever come across yeah it is just extraordinary okay so as I say there are only two lodges maximum of three guests in each so actually you could potentially be one of six but more likely you're going to be one of four guests and then we've also got some properties such as Villa Papaya. Papaya is like, it's a Bali-inspired villa in the settlement area. When I refer to settlement, I'm referring to like the town area on Christmas Island. It's actually called mm-hmm. settlement. So Villa Papaya, as I say, is Bali-inspired. Beautiful indoor and outdoor living area, an outdoor bathtub for relaxing under the stars and within walking distance of the settlement area. So I hope, you know, that gives you a bit of an idea of the different you know, options, you've got standard hotel sort of style through to Bali-inspired villas, through to the most extraordinary luxury eco-lodges. Sounds really, really nice that they've done quite a few different options in accommodation, all being quite small and boutique and, and unique to each particular property. And there was something I wanted to ask as well. They're not beachfront properties as such. They're more oceanfront. Is that right? Correct, correct. Yes, you notice I said yes. oceanfront. There's not a lot of beach as such on mm-hmm. Christmas Island. Thinking of it as think of it as a volcano rising up out of the ocean. So a lot of it is quite rugged, rocky coastline. There are some magnificent beaches on the island. For example, Dolly Beach, which I might just mention was actually named the seventh best beach in Australia back in Ooh. 2018. So that's how extraordinary Dolly wow. Beach is. Think of that as your own sort of Robinson Crusoe style beach. But in the town area, you've got Flying Fish Cove, but there's no accommodation at Flying okay. Fish Cove because it is it is a, an operating area. All the accommodation is about one to two kilometres along the ocean front, so along the cliff fronts in settlement area. So, yes, you're quite right. It, all of them have magnificent ocean views, 
but you can't literally walk out of your property and walk onto the beach. It's, um, it's not that sort of property. There are um, other properties that are unique. For example, the Divers Villa, that's specific for divers. That's a renovated colonial mm-hmm. home and that's great for groups of divers. So as you said, it, they're all small boutique style and some of them are quite unique to the visitors. So whether you're a diver or whether you're a nature lover or whether you are an eco-naturalist and want to experience Swell Lodge, there is definitely something mm. for everyone. And do you have a favourite property on the island, Linda? Oh, my goodness. Um, I would have to say Swell Lodge is probably one of the most unique experiences I've enjoyed um, during my time on Christmas Island. I was lucky enough to stay um, out at Swell Lodge and, yeah, just the most extraordinary experience. Having said that, I do love Villa Papaya. I've spent many a night in the ocean view rooms at the sunset. Um, So I, I actually love them all. Fantastic. And Indian Ocean Experiences put together packages for Christmas Island? Yes, they do. Yes. So the thing about Christmas Island is because it is so small, Steph, it's not a place where you jump on booking.com and book your accommodation and then book your flight. And because everything is so limited, the best way to actually book any experience to Christmas Island is through an agent, whether it be your own travel agent, uh, whether it be through yourself or whether it be through direct Indian Ocean experiences, because they have the connections that can link up the flights, the accommodation, make sure that you've got a hire car available and make sure that at the time that you go, if you want to go out snorkeling, that the dive operator or that the snorkeling operator is going to be on island. Because remember that a lot of these are all small family owned Mm. businesses. So if you do it yourself and you find you get to Christmas Island and all of a sudden and, oh, the dive operator's actually, he's on holiday this week, you may not get the chance to do what you want. So the best way to do anything on Christmas Island is to do a package deal. And then you absolutely know that everything that you want is going to line up. And I mentioned about the hire cars. Mm. Christmas Island is not small enough to walk around. You do actually need a hire car or um, to do some tours. You're not going to find an Avis or a Hertz or a, you know, budget renter car on Christmas Island. You will, however, find Kiat's renter car and Sung's renter car. And all of those can actually be packaged up with your Christmas Island adventure. And that's why it's great to book through an agent um, or through Indian Ocean Experiences because you know then that they will be available for when yeah, you get definitely. there. Yeah, definitely. Especially when stock, you know, is, is not really of the plenty, you know, it's quite limited. So definitely. Exactly. <laughs> And the thing is, even if, and if you don't want to drive yourself, there are some fantastic guided tours that Indian Ocean Experiences offer as well. So, for example, we've got our orientation tour. And generally, we, we recommend that people actually do that the day they arrive Christmas Island. And in all our packages, that's actually included. Mm. And that gives you, it's a two-hour tour, which gives you a really good overview of the history, the culture, the places of interest that you should see during your time on Christmas Island, gives you a bit of a lowdown and an understanding of the layout of the island and what activities would be suitable for you. And we generally do that with the day that people arrive on the island. And then you've got um, you've got the nature tour, which takes you into the dales, into the rainforest through to the blowholes and again takes you to some of the really some of the most amazing spots on the island if you're a bird watcher there's a birding tour a panoramic bird watching tour you can do if you want to head on out to Dolly Beach, there's a Dolly Beach tour you can do and that's the one that I was saying that's your own little Robinson Crusoe mm-hmm. style beach <laughs> The reason there's actually a tour to Dolly Beach is that it is actually, it's it's about a 40-minute ramble 
through the jungle to to get there so it's not just a beach experience it's a whole nature-based experience just to get to the beach and if you do it with Indian Ocean experiences you're you've got a guided tour they actually take you out there in their very comfortable four-wheel drive you've got a guided tour out to the beach morning tea is provided and you also get to spend some time in what I would consider one of the world's best natural spas um, which is some of the rocky terraces on the beach where you're just sitting in there in this 28 degree beautiful water and the Indian Ocean is just you know just washing the world away from you it's it's oh my gosh it sounds you know it sounds like the perfect holiday especially if you're in one of those high stressful high demanding jobs so you could just you know pretty much bear it all strip it back go and enjoy yourself go get a little bit wild and feral for a few days <laughs> Absolutely. And this is where you said right at the beginning, unplugged in paradise. This is Yes, it. <laughs> I know. Exactly. It is it is total paradise. Yeah. Um having said that, you're not totally unplugged because we do have Wi-Fi and we do have mobile service, but only in the town areas. So when you're out on places like Dolly Beach or you're out sitting under the waterfall, you you're not going to you know you certainly will not have the opportunity to be checking your Facebook and your Instagram you'll be taking those Instagrammable shots and then when you get back to your hotel at night you'll be you know using the hotel's Wi-Fi to load up and and you know to get those Instagrammable shots but um, you certainly won't be um, you won't be connected whilst you're actually out in the jungle and that's some, that's the beauty of it you do have you're totally immersed in nature and you don't have any of those distractions of life around you so yeah perfect as you say for those high stressful jobs talk about getting yeah away from totally and that saying springs to mind you've got to disconnect to reconnect totally yeah yep, totally <laughs> how can people learn more about Indian Ocean experiences and get some more information about Christmas Island well, we have all the usual channels so um, we have a website indianoceanexperiences.com.au um, and the reason it's called Indian Ocean Experiences is that it's not just Christmas Island. We also work with the Cocos Keeling Islands. And the great thing is we're going to have a chat about mm-hmm. that another day. But so just to let you know that we also service not only Christmas Island but also Cocos, we have a Facebook page um, and we also have an Instagram channel So and also use the services of the Christmas Island Tourism Association, which is the like the visitor centre mm-hmm. on Christmas Island. They also have Facebook yeah. and Instagram and they also have a fabulous YouTube channel. So there's lots of resources out there that you can jump on and actually have a look. But, yeah, the best place to start if you're looking at booking a holiday, um, have a look at our packages. So IndianOceanExperiences.com.au, jump on packages. You can actually see all the packages and the prices and what's included and you can book through your travel agent also i do want to say that christmas island tourism association has a really beautifully laid out destination guide that you can download as a pdf and i'll put all of these contacts in the show notes at the end of the episode so stay tuned for that information thank you so much linda for joining us on the show today (laughs) i really feel like i've been around australia this week and arrived at my destination for the weekend (laughs) or for the next week or if I love it I probably will stay so Christmas Island is definitely where it's at thank you so much it's been fantastic oh you're most welcome Steph and just beware because we only went there for two years and ended up staying for 10 so there you go it's that sort of destination (laughs) well it's kind of like middle earth isn't it 
<laughs> it totally is. Yep. Yep. When you're wandering through the dales and you're in, in amongst those Tahitian chestnuts and in huge rubber crabs, it really is as though you're walking oh, through Middle Earth. I love so that. Beautiful. Thank you so much again. Can't wait to reconnect. And yes, stay tuned for our next instalment for Crocus Killing Islands. Can't wait for that. Wow, what an incredible episode. Thank you so much, Linda. Christmas Island is now firmly on my bucket list and so is the red crab migration. Oh my gosh. Today's show notes are going to be full of destination information relating to today's episode and you'll be able to find all the links to all the amazing tour operators as well as the stunning properties that are featured as well on Christmas Island. And if Christmas Island and its natural beauty is calling your name, I would love to connect with you to answer any of the questions that you may have Or feel free to get in touch with your local travel agent for more information about this stunning slice of paradise. In the show notes, you will find the PDF download of the Christmas Island Tourism Association Destination Guide to fill you in on everything you need to know about putting Christmas Island on your must-travel list. And you can find all the show notes from today's episode over at travelbystephanie.com.au forward slash 30. If you have enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe if you're on Apple Podcasts or follow Unplug in Paradise on Spotify. To show your love, leaving me a rating and review on Apple Podcasts would be absolutely amazing. Thank you. Feel free to share this episode amongst your travel crew. And if you are tuning in, take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram stories. I would love to know which episode is your favorite. Thanks again for tuning in. I look forward to dropping in again soon. Chat soon. Bye. (laughs) 